Cherish the day.
hits the ground. Better follow me. That's Philly Jam, 95.3 FM. Hey, hey, good evening. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to The Rebirth on Philly Jam's 95.3. I am your host, Shay Marriott. Thank you for joining me on this rainy, rainy, rainy Monday night. What's up, Tri-State area? Welcome to The Rebirth. As you see, guys, I'm sitting here by myself tonight. My host, my co-host, Eli Isabel. He is in Florida in the nice sun. I'm very jealous. Shout out to you, Eli, if you're listening or watching right now. <laughs> Once again, welcome to The Rebirth, and thank you for joining us tonight. Tonight, my guest is going to be Dan Kenneth. Unfortunately, he could not make it into the studio tonight, but we will be doing a phone interview with him a little bit later on during the show. But we're still going to rock out. Shout out to Rella Delic, Levante Dorsey, Philly Jan, Shannon Meyer. What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in. Before we get started, we're going to go to right here, right now. Right here, right now is a little segment that we have here on the Rebirth that we do weekly to let you know what's going on even if it's around the world or even in the community. But today, I'm going to be a little bit of, I'm going to throw my little self out there. <laughs> right here, right now, it's about me tonight, y'all. I dropped my book, My Rebirth Self-Healing Journey, journal, I should say. Yes, very excited about it. I'm so happy. Um, I finally got it done, and you guys can find it on Linktree. Um, you'll see the link right underneath it, Linktree slash Rebirth You. Make sure you cop, you get it, get your uh, your copy. Right now, it's on pre-order, so the price is a little bit cheaper, but it will be going up in the next week. So that is my Rebirth Self Healing Journal. Now, let me tell you what you can learn in this. <laughs> you can learn how to set boundaries. You can learn how to. Um, practice mindfulness. You can learn how to identify your triggers, build self-confidence, developing self-love for yourself. I think the biggest thing is forgiving yourself and others in order to move forward in life. So make sure you, you check it out. Um, I really poured my heart and soul into this. It's a short read, but I'm sure that you will be able to get you know a lot of information out of it. So that's my rebirth, self-healing, journal also guys did you check out verses did you guys check out verses hit me in the chat last night did you check out verses last night let me know it was mary mary and bb and cc whining did y'all see it i don't want to know what you guys thought about it who do you think won i have the breakdown i have the breakdown so it looks like the first round with Mary Mary and versus BB and CC whining. The first round looks like it went to BB and CC whining. Mary Mary did Believer and BB and CC whining did Close to You. So they won the first round. The second round went to Mary Mary Thankful. Okay. The third round went to BB and CC whining Feels Like Heaven. And the fourth round went to BB and CC Winans, Change Your Nature. The fifth round 
went to Mary Mary. What a friend. And the sixth round went to Mary Mary. I worship you. The seventh round went to Tina Campbell, which she is a part of Mary Mary, and she did Destiny. And the eighth round went to BB and CC Wine and Celebrate New Life. The ninth round went to BB and CC Wine as if anything ever happened to you. And the 10th round went to CC Wine as Count on Me. So if you was keeping track, you will know that the overall winner for the verses last night was BB and CC Winans. That's what's up. Who do you guys think should be the next battle for verses? What do you think? Who should be the next battle for verses? Drop it in a in the link. Drop a comment. So we're going to be doing a phone interview with verdict recording artist Dan Kenneth. Unfortunately, he could not make it into the studio tonight. We was prepared to have him and welcome him into the studio. But we're going to keep this thing moving. He is going to be joining us uh, via phone. And tonight, we are going to be talking about church, religion, the state of the church, the state of gospel music, and the music industry. So please feel free to chime in. If you guys have any comments or questions, again, please feel free to give us a call. The number is 267-908-3166. Again, that's 267-908-3116. 3166, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Rebirth on Philly Jams 95.3. It's a chill Monday night. It's rainy, and we're just going to rock out tonight. I'm by myself, y'all. I'm by myself. <laughs> it's all good. Aww. <laughs> All right, we got Dan Kenneth on the line. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome, Dan Kenneth. Hey, I'm sorry I can't be there with you, but I am. My voice is here. Yes, so yes. I am here. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining us. Man, the last time you was on here, what? You were just dropping your new album. Yes. That was back yes, in October? I that was back in, yeah, I think it was in October. Yeah, it was cold. I know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it still is. It's not warm enough yet for it's me. It's not. But, it's not. <laughs> but the album was hot. Yes. Let's say that. Yes. 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 Awesome. Yes. Awesome. So, I mean, what has been your journey since October up until now with the album? Well, um, the album has been released, and you know me. I'm, I'm not like anyone else, and I, I thrive on being different, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to the genre that I am presenting, which is the gospel, and I try to be as far away as uh, the normal gospel sound. So my journey has always been a little bumpy when it comes to that, because people, they expect to hear a certain thing, and I go completely the opposite way. Um, the album is doing very well, and of course, the um, album release was wonderful. Of course, yours truly was there, you. Yes, yes. <laughs> and you were the MC, and I, I think it's the first album release I've ever seen people that listen to gospel were on the floor bumping and dancing. Yes, they was having a good time. <laughs> yes. They were having a wonderful time, and as I, I I'm checking out the streams and things and on Spotify and there 
they are really growing. People are really talking, really enjoying what they are hearing, which makes me happy. Nice. Um, and there have been doors that have been opened. So, you know, in Chicago and in Louisville, I have some upcoming events, even in um, my family's hometown of Charleston, South Carolina, Columbia, Pittsburgh. There's a lot of things going on. So um, if, if, you know, people are interested, then they could look forward to me coming their way pretty Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. It is. So, then I early on in the conversation, you said that, um, you know, I go, pretty much you were saying I kind of go against the grain. I go a different route than what you would hear. Right. Um, right. What, what is your, I guess, why? why? Why do you feel that you have to be different or your style has to go against what, we normally hear in in gospel not that it's bad or good i'm just saying you know just why well to me in, in a way it is bad mm -hmm. it's good in in a way but it's also bad in a way okay and the reason why it's bad because gospel as i hear it and as it's sung and presented it's for people who are already in church okay the gotcha. message replays itself over and over again the music is a genre. It's a genre. It's not only is it a message, but it's a genre. And what, what you know, people don't know, it's a money-making machine, mm -hmm. to be honest about it. So, and I found that early on, you know, you're young, you, you love the Lord, and you want to spread the gospel over the place. And we were offered a record contract with the group that I used to sing with. And we wrote our own music. We had recorded it. Um, when they called us in to have a meeting and they listened to the music and we were unusual then, they said, hmm, we love this music, mm -hmm. but we're going to have to do it over again. We're going to have to put church chords in it. Right, right. Because if we don't put church chords in it, the African-American community will not buy it. Okay. Which means it has to sound a certain way. And, and we're used to a certain sound or else we say it's not of God. Okay. So it has to have that churchy sound. People have to be screaming and hollering and doing flips and twirls, um, you know, <laughs> runs with the voices and singing one word for five minutes. Okay. Or speaking in tongues throughout the recording for it to be considered gospel. And that's not gospel. Gospel is a message that Jesus came to bring. Gospel music is a genre where people make money off, mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. and it's a product. It's, it's a product that they have to make sure that it sells. And so, with me, it's very hard to place me because I don't go in, into that genre. I'm not a part of that genre, so they don't know where to place me. So, when I released my first album, it went up the secular chart rather than the gospel chart, and that's where I wanted it to be because I wanted the message to go beyond church. Got you, got you. So what I'm hearing you say is like the, the message is more important than what the the music is. Like the music, uh, well, you can deliver the same message without having the deliver, churchy music. Right, the, gotcha. me, the message is the message. Mm -hmm. The message is the message no matter, you know, what it is. I, you know, I could say, well, gospel 
should be in English, but what is the Spanish people going to get from it? Or what are uh, other cultures and, and races going to get from it? But I just speak it in English. So right. I, I don't want it to speak it in a, in a church language. But I want the language to be able or the message to be able to penetrate other people that are used to church music. Right. And a lot of people, honestly, from, from what I've learned, a lot of people don't like it. Okay. A lot of people don't. And those are people that are outside of the church. Okay. They okay. Want, yeah. So playing your music, your music, um, you, your music can be played in clubs. Um, you've also have done shows in clubs before. Yeah. And what I yeah. heard you say earlier was, you know, the gospel music, the churchy gospel music is made for the people that are already in the church. Your music is made to bring people that's outside of the church to get those people. Yeah. That's important. You, you want, you, it, it's very important. Mm -hmm. and if we say that we're trying to get a message out, then that could be a goal um, of ours to mm -hmm. come out of the box, to come out of the church. You know, it's easy to sing gospel in church. Now, um, gospel singers should know that it's very easy to do it because you have a crowd that's going to say, amen, hallelujah. And they're right. going to scream and holler about what you say. But, but the challenge is, can you go into a club and sing about Jesus while people are looking at you like, you don't hear the amen. <laughs> right. You don't see the shouting. You don't see sister such and such bucking over in the corner or hollering and screaming. Those people are looking at you and they're listening to you because you're giving them a message, mm -hmm. but you're giving it to them in a place that's not familiar to you right right why do you think it's such a Very, resistance to your it's type a such of music? A resistance because what we are taught okay what we have been taught what i was taught as a young child you know and i hate to say my age but when my grandmother there was a show that came on you probably don't know about it but you've heard of the man that was in charge of the show at the time his name was dick clark yeah, of course and I he know. Had a show. Dang, you yeah. must have forgot how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know American dance Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, no, excuse me. Excuse me. Well, I do it in the black and white version. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And they were dancing and, you know, doing Let's Go to the Hop and all of these songs. And I asked my grandmother at a young age, what were they doing? And she said they were dancing off of the devil's music. So that mm. stuck inside of me. Right, this is right. the devil's music. And so coming up, anything that did not represent Jesus or have Jesus in the lyrics was the devil's music. Right, right. Okay. So I used to wonder why the devil's music sounded so much better than gospel music. Mm -hmm. It just sounded more sharp. The recordings were more sharp. And um, I loved the music. And, you know, then came Soul Train. And God forbid the Soul Train came on when I was on my grandmother's house. She had to be downstairs in the kitchen. We were upstairs watching Soul Train. <laughs> Seeing the dances and learning the dances. And we liked the music. Right. So I, I always said, well, how come gospel music can't sound like that? Right. Right. How come gospel music can't have the same flair mm -hmm. as this type of music and so then on I, I tried to be a little bit different because I like that type of, I was a young person 
you know, young people like music. Right, absolutely. You know, they're going to find music that they like. You know, Jackson 5 was out, and mm-hmm. all of these different other groups were out, and you were listening to them, and the, the children in your school, they were listening to this type of music, mm-hmm. and here you come with the gospel. And there was nothing wrong with it because that was my faith, but I wanted to venture out. You know, it's like an artist that you want to paint all, only in brown. Right. Well, he's an artist. He, he, he wants to. There's other colors out here. Right, right. He's gonna. He, he wants to paint in all sorts of different kinds of colors. Do you think this? So it comes from. Do you think the ahead. stigma is is coming? Um, I mean, in regards to who is developing and saying that this is what it's supposed to sound like. Is it is it the church or is it the the industry, the music industry, or a combination of both? It's a combination of both. Mm-hmm. It's a combination of both because the industry wants to sell music. So it's about the dollar sign for them. They want to sell music and they're not going to be able to sell gospel to especially the African-American community unless it sounds a certain way. Now, gospel has come, um, you know, a ways from what it used to be, mm-hmm. but they want to keep it sounding a certain way. So you get the same sound all the time. And, and, you know, when I was little, I could hear a new song and I can hum it before it's over with because it sounded like the song before it would sound like the song after would sound like the song that was going to be after mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the, the ways that the people sang the song or the choirs or the belting or the, or the, the heavy vibratos, those type of things kept it in a, a certain place where it could make money. But then when you hear somebody would come out with something new, people would say, what is that? Right. Now, I remember when Andre first came out, people were like, oh, what is that? Mm-hmm. Andre Crouch and or um, Tremaine Hawkins. The Clark, yeah, Tremaine Hawkins um, and how the church destroyed her with words when she came out with the album The Search Is Over and she came out with a single called Fall Down which hit the Billboard charts and went up the dance chart. Mm-hmm. And the people said, oh, no, no, no. This is a watered-down gospel. But yet and still in your pulpit, you say you want to reach people. But when it's reaching people, you don't want it to reach people. You want it to reach people your way. And it's unfair to people who are out here ministering and are different. Right, right. And because you're different, it makes the doors more harder to 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 kick down a little bit, and it, you get judged. It, it makes yeah, it makes the doors more harder for people that are already associated in the church mm-hmm, to be very right. honest about it. They are the worst opposition. They are the opposition because they say it should sound like this. It should be holy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this holy thing is now but yeah. it should be holy it should sound like this and if it sounds like that it's not of god and the holy spirit isn't in it and we have to bring the mood of praise down please please mm-hmm. you're trying to reach people and you have to know how to and if jesus said he's going to make you fishers of men all fish don't bite the same bait well all right now <laughs> Okay, you're going to have to base people 
and, and, and you know, you have to find a way to reach other people. You can't just keep on playing the same old thing over and over again with your shouting and your speaking in tongues. It's just wonderful. I believe in it all. Right. But this generation out here is not going to stand up listening to you shout and speak in tongues all day. Right, right. Yeah. They're just not going to do it. Listen to the music that they're listening to. Mm -hmm. And you give artists a hard time. Why? Because they don't sound like you. Right. And I refuse to do it. I will not do it. All right. I won't do it. Will not be moved. I <laughs> no, I will not be moved. I'm like a tree planted by the water. I will not be moved. I'm a rebel. <laughs> I know that's right. Period, right? You know, you know it. You know it. You know it. Yes. You're listening to The Rebirth on Philly Jams 95.3. I'm talking to verdict recording artist and Grammy-nominated artist, Mr. Dan Kenneth. We are going to go to commercial, but we are going to come back, and we're going to be talking about the state of the present church. We'll be back. My mind and take my pain Like an empty bottle takes the rain And he oh he oh he oh he oh And take my past and take my sin An empty sail takes the wind Every three seconds, a woman is murdered by a partner due to domestic violence. A damaged self-worth, distorted thoughts, and fear can keep a woman trapped. It's time to renew. 50% of marriages end in divorce. Loss of identity, security, and financial instability can cause a person to grieve a relationship as if they are grieving death. It's time to rebuild. Only 10% of Americans dealing with addiction receive treatment. More than 20% of Americans with anxiety disorder also suffer from a drug use disorder. People addicted to prescription drugs are 40 times more likely to become addicted to heroin. It's time to restore. Life happens to all of us, no matter race, gender, or age. You will be challenged to rediscover who you are, who you are meant to be, and what purpose you are meant to serve. Starting over after a life crisis, 12-step online course will help you rebuild, restore, renew, and rebirth the new version of yourself. It's never too late to start over and rewrite your story. Sometimes we have to die a little inside in order to be reborn. The Rebirth
Hey guys, it's your girl, Shay Marriott, the host of The Rebirth Show. I want to give you a look behind the scenes where we have so much fun here on The Rebirth Show. We come to you every Monday night at 7 p.m. and we bring their energy. We're just not showing you on the radio, but we're also showing you behind scenes. We're family here. If you would like to be a guest of The Rebirth Show, make sure you hit me at info at rebirthyou.com. And it is Monday, man. These weekends be going by quick. I know. I, I who who was the genius that said we work five days and be off too? Who was that fool? I probably probably was a man. <laughs> wow, a clear one. <laughs> Where is Eli? Y'all gotta do your steak. Y'all gotta do your Welcome back to the Rebirth on Philly James 95.3. Happy Monday, guys. This is a rainy Monday evening. What are you doing tonight? I know you're listening to me, but what else are you doing? Are you cuddled up? Are you you got your warm blanket around you? What's happening right now? I feel I feel alone right now in the studio. I don't have my boy. My boy's not here with me. But I do have Mr. Dan Kenneth on the line. And we are talking yeah. all things church. Yeah. All right, Dan. Welcome back. Welcome yeah. back. So yeah. we uh, before we went to commercial, we were talking about um, just the state of gospel music and, you know, <laughs> how you're bringing a different a different take to it. You know, I did have a question yeah. in regards to um, the Kirk Franklin's. Um, so right. I know when he had first came out, he was met with a lot of resistance. Um, what was it, in your opinion, about Kurt Franklin where people started to embrace him and his music? Well, when, when I listen to Kurt Franklin, mm-hmm. um, I'm hearing, I'm still hearing a churchiness, mm-hmm. and and I, I do. Um, a lot of his stuff when he first came out, that, that, that um, the reason why we sing that was totally church to me. To mm-hmm. me, it was totally church. I don't know why anybody had any kind of problem with that. Um, he has come out with a lot of other things that he has taken secular music and he has changed the lyrics like I have in some of my um, tracks. And um, he, he brings a more youthful flair to gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the music is, you know, danceable and it's different. I, I, I've never heard him sing, but I, I think that in that era of hip hop and all of the things that were transpiring around the time that he, he came out, I think that that's what got people a little bit nervous. But as time went on, I think they just got used to Kirk Franklin. And I think some of the music that he has done still has that feel of church to me mm-hmm. or, or that, that those gospel chords I can hear in that even Mary Mary I can still hear some of that in it which makes people a little bit more comfortable with their their type of music right um I try to stir away from it okay. as much as I can um 
I just want music to be music. I don't want it to sound a certain way. Um, I just want it to sound like music so people can enjoy it. Even if they don't like the message, they can enjoy the music, so to speak, uh, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah, they were pioneers in, in their time coming out. And I, I think the church got used to them, you know, I guess they 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 did, you know. Yeah. As, as they went on, they they sort of got used to the Kurt Franklin. Then you started getting Kurt Franklin clones. Is that Kurt Franklin? Right, um, right, you turn on right. the radio. Is that Kurt Franklin? It sounds like Kurt Franklin. Oh no, that's not Kurt Franklin. And you know, so people began to copy the sound. Right. Yeah. And like your tie trivets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. They'll give you a hard time when they first when when you first start. But if they see it successful, they begin to cop. Mm-hmm. That's what I see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's talk a little bit about religion. Right. Um, when we're talking about religion versus, you know, what what do you consider? Do you do you consider yourself a religious person? Do you consider yourself to be a, a spiritual person um, or other? <laughs> other. Okay. Other. Um, I came up in church. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since I was young, I mean, and I, I came up in church, church. Okay. Our services would start off at 12 and not into 5. And we were going to church nearly every other day. Um, mm-hmm. My grandmother would have 6 o'clock prayer at her house. And if you were spending the night at 6 o'clock, you're going to get up. Mm-hmm. You're going to get up in your pajamas. You're going to come downstairs. You're going to pray. So my whole world was church. Okay. Church can be very, um, you know, protecting. It, it's, a, it's a protection to be there. I'm glad that I know about church, but sometimes church can be very cruel. Right, right. So I have decided at an early age and my grandmother told me something she said know your bible mm. read your bible okay because you can pick up anything in church right and church can destroy you or it can build you up if you watch people but if you know what your bible says then you can shortly rightly divide things that are going on and mm. i found out that a lot of christians don't know their bible mm. and it's sad Right, they're right. getting information on the internet. Um, they're, they're finding out new revelations and all this crazy stuff, and they bring it to you, and it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But they're so adamant about it because they don't know their scripture. So anybody can come and say anything to you, and you wind up in a mess. And I'm just different in that aspect because, you know, I was very young. And I took a whole summer when I was out of school and opened my Bible and read from Genesis to Revelation. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was going to hear, see, read about angels singing and people strumming um, harps. And I found out it was about murder and <laughs> rape and liars and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. But it showed how people are. And then comes this man called Jesus who turned everything upside down because he even though he was the living word he wasn't religious at all 
and right. who gave him the most problems for religious people. Mm-hmm. That was the deal. Yeah. So what was the what was something if you think back what was something in your childhood because you've been in church all your life um, mm-hmm. what was something that you that really sticks out to you that you uncovered later on wasn't the truth or it was spent a different way because you know we could take things out the Bible and we make it fit based on the circumstances that we're in <laughs> right we, well. Yeah, and, and you know, it, there's always, you can use the Bible now, mm-hmm. and people know that. You can use the Bible wrongly to stand up for something wrong. You can use the Bible to trick people. The Bible is used to keep black people in slavery. All kinds of things could be used in the Bible and twisted. You know, and, and people say, well, it comes from the Bible. But if you really read it, you'll find out that a lot of stuff was not the way it was you know, given. Right, right. My whole thing is that um, the the essence that I say, if I'm saying the right thing, of what people think holiness is. Mm-hmm. To the point that the church is so quick to beat people up, especially out here in the street. You have a lot of yes. people out here in the street yes. who, who, who don't know about God. You can't go to them telling them they're going to hell. Right, right. You can't go to them picking on them because of their lifestyle. Because really, in all actuality, people have the right to live the way they want to. Right. Because God gave them that choice. He gave us free will. Mm -hmm. Even the angels had free will. Mm -hmm. And, And some of them rebelled Satan, some of them left their state on their own. That was free will. He never forces anybody to do anything. And we get to this point where we accept Jesus Christ in our heart, and then we feel like we have the right to go and hammer people. And I don't understand that. That's something that I never liked. Mm -hmm. And there's a scripture I always base um, my belief on is the, the scripture that says God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. So when Jesus came, he didn't come to do any of that. All he came to do was to save. And who did he hang around with? He hung around with publicans and sinners. While the Pharisees and the Sadducees constantly came against him or the people that he hung around with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I see the same thing today. I see people, you you, you can become in church and, and, and really feel that you're serving God, but if you're not careful, you can slip into these dangerous areas where you point your finger at everybody because they're not like you. Right, right. And I think that's a horrible thing. And and when you're coming up, you're talking, oh, you could dress this way. Oh, dress is dragging down to the ground. Um, Heads wrapped up, mm-hmm. no makeup, and all this kind of stuff that has nothing to do with salvation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to hear it clearly, you know, as far as what I'm saying, or you won't get the message. I'm not saying that as a Christian, you could walk around naked, but I'm saying there are certain things that really have nothing to do with salvation. Right. Nothing at all. So we get into a tradition of wearing hats to church, and, 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 and everybody's now a bishop and prophet. And 
and it really gets on your nerves. Because mm-hmm. half of these people don't know what they're talking about. And they, they cause a lot of havoc and a lot of embarrassment in the church. And people might not like it. They might say, well, you're a church hater. No, I'm not a church hater. But I've been in this in the church all my life. Right, right. If people knew the gospel, the way Jesus presented it, they wouldn't be going through all of this drama. I'm a person that believes if somebody makes a mistake and, and, and they're caught in something, we shouldn't be so fast to, to crush them. Mm-hmm. Forgive them and tell them to get up and dust this stuff off and keep it moving. But people don't do that. And most of the time, it's the church people that come against ministers and people that have fallen. And just make the matters worse. We have the internet now. Look at you, you listen to the internet, you're hearing things, you're reading things on the internet. And sometimes I'm the one that's taking up people to get beaten up. Mm-hmm. So y'all can do this. Yeah. But they do it, yeah. they just crush people. That's not the gospel. That's not what Jesus came to do. And I'm sorry, but it just isn't. And we're right now so, we're we're really living in a um <clears throat> the world that we're living in right now, people are hurting. People right. are hurting. The suicide rate is so high right now and it's and it's high, very high in the black community. You know? Of course. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if people are looking for something to make them feel okay, you know, something that they can, um, that was, that's going to give them hope and, and faith, that's going to restore them. And if they're going to the church to look for this and they're met with criticism or rejection or resistance or whatever, that could really cause a person that is already on the edge to just jump. Well, it has. It, it's know? caused a lot of problems, and it's caused a lot of fighting, and, and people saying they don't want to have nothing to do with the church. Mm-hmm. One group that the church really jumps on is the LGBTQ community. I don't care if mm-hmm. somebody gets mad. Leave those people alone. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a good message to reach them, then you shouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Your Adam and Steve comments are crazy. Mm-hmm. People need to be reached. You have people out here who are killing themselves, young people for their identity, and here you go with your horrible, horrible, hateful sermon. And then you pat yourself in the chest and say, well, I'm just telling the truth. You're not telling the truth. You're not doing what Jesus told you to do. He said, don't condemn. Look at the lady that they brought to him um, that committed adultery. He said, you that was out sin cast the first stone. And do you actually know that he was the only one there that could have done it? And he didn't do it. But who brought her there? Religious people. Religious people. And until the church learns to mind their business and preach the gospel, you're not going to get a lot of people that want to come in here because they're not going to come in off the street where they're already having problems and then you crush them, and then you turn around and say, but Jesus loves you. <laughs> it's such a contradiction. Right. <laughs> and I'm adamant about it. Yeah. Somebody might say, well, did the, did the church hurt you? <laughs> yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. There were some things they did to me that was very hurtful. 
But because I knew God for myself and I knew the word of God, I could step over it. But to be real about it, it was wrong. Yeah. The yeah. Pharisees, they opened their robes up to look holy. They, they went into widows' houses and made pretend prayers. They wanted people to say, Rabbi, Rabbi, in the street. We have the same thing now. Apostle, oh, don't they? Hi, brother. Don't you call me, brother. I'm an apostle. I'm a prophet. I'm mm. a prophetess. We got so many prophetess. I don't know if you pull, put, it, put them all in a barrel who would come out first. Mm. Mm. And they're not, they're not doing anything but collecting money and talking stupid on the Internet. Mm-hmm. We need to stop it. We need to stop lifting up people higher than God. We need to stop looking at people like they're so important. Because when they fall, you fall with right. them. Because you're not, your eyes are not on God. Right, right, right. When's the last time you went into an area of people that were suffering and ignored what they looked like and just told them that Jesus loved them? Mm-hmm. I do it all the time. I don't make a big thing out, out, out of it, but I've talked to drug addicts and, and I, I've given them dollars and, and, and I've told them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, because they, they, they need to hear yeah, that. Yeah. They need to hear it. I, I raised a guy um, in my home that was 30 some years old. He was Hispanic, he was on heroin yeah. and a alcoholic. And every day I told him that Jesus loved him. He didn't know about God. Mm-hmm. Till God saved him. After God saved him, he died. I had to go and speak at his funeral. And there was hundreds and hundreds of Hispanic people there that knew nothing about God. And when the Holy Spirit came down, it took the place. Wow. Where are the Christians? You online speaking in tongues. But I bet you when you ask for that cash app, you ask in English. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. You okay. <laughs> my cash app is. All right. And I'm being real about it. I'm being right. open about it. Because we need to stop it. There's people that have mental illnesses out mm-hmm. here. The city of Wilmington has so many drug addicts. They got this new thing where you can get high and you can stand up. And I see them going down like they're wow. going to fall and then they stand back up. And I asked the guy, how do you do that? Wow. He said, I'm not going to fall. They were shooting up in the park on the big basketball um, in the park. And I'm watching them. And all we can do is sit up in church and shout and talk about our funky doctrine. I'm mm. sick of your doctrine. I'm sick of it. But how do we how I'm, do we begin to change this? Like what needs? I know there's a lot because you're touching on a lot of things, right? But if there was one thing to say, okay, how can we move towards some type of change? What would be that that thing that you would suggest? They would have to be willing. To get rid of the old robes that they have on and look at themselves and say we have to rebuild mm-hmm. the wall is torn down 
we have to rebuild. We have to have compassion. And we got to remember where our funky behind came from. Mm-hmm. Because we don't, we, we, we get saving and people get saving. They just think that they're, they're just the it. They came out of their mom's womb speaking in tongues. What is wrong with you people? I, I don't understand it. Rebuild your, your, your institutions, your church institutions, your cliches. I didn't come to your church to turn to my neighbor 20 times. I came to hear right. you. Right, right. And you're not saying nothing. Turn to my neighbor. I need five people to come up here and shout. I need to stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop with it. If, if you're going to do something for God, be filled with the Spirit and let God lead you. Mm-hmm. And don't be so insulted when people tell you the truth. You got people coming to church and, and you looking at them because of what they have on because you wear a water hat. That I can't see the pastor over your big water hat. <laughs> but you're going to look at somebody else and, and sneer at them. They couldn't come to God's house looking like this. Where else can they go? So the, the judgment, the judgment, prejudging. You got people that, that you, you, the, the, the white church versus the black church. Right, right. You got white people that don't like black people in their church. What kind of stuff is that? But she's speaking in tongues? You got black people that don't like white people in the church. Mm-hmm. You got all kinds of stuff that's going on that needs to stop. You're not going to heaven. God does not have a fence for black people, and he doesn't have a fence for white people. Mm-hmm. Get it together. You're saying a whole word I think, tonight. <laughs> I think white people and, and, and my white brothers and sisters, but I think they need to understand the black experience. Mm. And black people need to understand some of the white experience. And black people need to stop saying that the gospel is a white man's religion. Mm. I hear that all the time. That's a poor and half of them don't even know the word of God. They just copy what someone else has mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, again, growing up, we was always presented with the white with the white Jesus, a picture of white, white. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? White Jesus. Yeah. With yeah. blue eyes. Right. In this scripture, he has, he has his hair is, is like um, wool. The Bible never said that. The mm-hmm. Bible said his hair was white like wool. It's not talking about texture. It's talking about color. Stop trying to make Jesus black. Stop trying to make Jesus white. Jesus was a Jew. Maybe he was dark skinned. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. not the point. He was God before he came down here. He just put on this flesh. Mm. He was in disguise. But you're trying to make it like, you know, in all these different religions, now black people are black Israelites and and I am like, what are y'all doing? Mm-hmm. It's only to hype you up. Mm-hmm. But it's never to hype up the gospel. The gospel should be hyped up, up over your race. Because when you do that, you divide. You put you in a certain group. And you're better than everybody else. Because, see, I'm a black Israel. I'm a black Hebrew. Mm-hmm. And it's stupid. It's just dumb, dumb, dumb. I don't care what people say. It's a it's a, a plot from the enemy to divide 
He knows he can't get rid of the church because Jesus said, upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So you can't get rid of it. So what do you do? You come in and you divide the people. And we just divide it. We're divided. And, I, I, you know, I hate to get political, but, you know, half, when Trump came in, half the people don't want him. Half the people like him. It was a mess. And it's the church people that was into this, mm-hmm. prophesying all kind of crazy stuff that didn't come through. The Bible said when you prophesy something that doesn't come true, you're a lying prophet. And then they turn right around and say, well, well, I, I didn't really lie. Maybe God will do it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was crazy. We got to be real. It's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. But that's how the and world you're looking is, at you know? It. Yeah. I mean, we, we, the world has always and probably will always be divided amongst, you know, it, we're always going to find something to be divided about. Even in our own culture, yeah. you know, there's division between just silly stuff, you know, good <laughs> good hair versus bad hair, natural hair bad versus hair. perm hair, light skin versus yeah. dark skin, you know? Dark skin. Yeah, yeah, there's always um, division, you know, uh, around us, you know? So, I don't know. I, I think we- that you, you're speaking a lot of, a lot of things that you're saying is, um, it's like, it's, it's dead on, and I do think that it's hard for people to hear, um, because of, of what they were taught or were how they were raised and brought up. Um, you know, and it's... And, and it's ridiculous. Because, yeah. You know, even the women, women, I, I, I applaud women. If you called to preach the gospel, preach it. These dusty, rusty men going to say God ain't called no woman. And, and, and you know what? When you read the Bible, it was in a different culture back there. Women weren't looked upon mm-hmm. like women are today. But what God going to do when, when a woman gets to, to heaven and stand before God, what he going to say to her? Well, you was a woman. You shouldn't be preaching going to hell. Right. That's the most stupidest thing. And if you, if you sit there and listen to some of the dumb stuff that people say, you wonder why it's coming out their mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. God ain't called no woman to preach. Yeah. If she's reaching somebody then I think you should look at the fruit that she's reaching rather than what she is or, or the right. fact that she's a woman. Because some of you rusty, dusty men are sitting somewhere <laughs> with your big belly, drinking <laughs> your beer. You're not doing anything. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, we're almost to the end of the show, but you have been listening. <laughs> Tell it like it is. Mr. Dan Kenneth, verdict recording artist. Dan, 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 Dan. I know this, you're very passionate about these topics. Um, You have always been, um, and nothing has changed. You've always spoke about this, and, you know, I I definitely have to applaud that you you don't change for others, and you don't, you know, you really don't care, (laughs) pretty much. No, I don't. You know what I'm saying? You're going to say what you're going to say, you know? (laughs) So I I have to applaud you for that. Rather people believe, I mean, you know, rather they agree with you or don't agree with you, you know, um, you are making a a, a lot of valid uh, statements and comments. So, you know, um, we're going to definitely continue this conversation throughout because I know I'm going to get feedback. I know people are going to want to, you know, make some comments or have some questions, and I would 
I'm glad to revisit it. <laughs> yes, and I will, I will be right there. <laughs> but I, I definitely feel that, you know, you're, you're really on point with a lot of things that you are saying. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan, with your music, where can people purchase your music? How can they listen? Where can they find you? Um, you can go on, um, I, I believe it's dankenneth.hearnow.com mm-hmm. to, okay. to stream. I'm, um, of course, on Spotify, all of the major um, sites, mm-hmm. um, Amazon. Um, you can even listen to listen on YouTube. Um, they have, you know, for pe- people that don't want to pay any money, they got YouTube. You can listen to it there. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> but you people don't want to pay a dime. It's there. Um, but, you know, Amazon, um, you have it on Spotify, mm-hmm. Pandora, um, all of these different sites. I, I'm, you can hear snippets of it. Um, and, you know, stream it purchase your download you know it, it's really important to me that people would really enjoy it if you don't like it well you know I can't please everyone but right, I'm sure right. you enjoy it yeah. because a lot of people do um, it's not the normal gospel um, but the message is there you might hear songs well all those songs it never mentions Jesus but that's who I'm singing about yeah. um, and I'm not ashamed of Jesus or the name, but I, I just want people to be able to relax and listen to the music. If you feel like dancing, snapping your fingers, I don't, you know, voguing, I don't care what you do, mm-hmm. but it's there and it's a part of my testimony um, as far as what God means to me, yes. you know. Yes. And Absolutely. I can go back and sing the old hymns. I came up on, on those things, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I I, I don't want people to think that I, I have left my roots, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I love the church, and I, I don't want people to think I'm a church hater. But no, no, not at all. I mean, I, I'm getting some comments yeah. coming through, and Jen- Jennifer Marshall said, Dan said a whole word tonight. <laughs> yeah. I just want people to know that if we are a family, mm-hmm. and Jesus prayed for us in the garden and said, Father, make them one like you and I are one. We're going to be one. I don't right. know what God is going to do to make us one. Yeah. If he has to bring something to shake us up. But we're going to have to get it together. Yeah. And we're going to have to love each other and stop worrying about what people are and what they do. Mind your business. Mm-hmm. Mind your business. Leave it, Like the Bible said, mind your business and leave a, leave a quiet life. Right. Mind right. your business and pray for each other. Because we all are out here trying to do what we need to do. Yeah, especially especially right now. I mean, it's, it's a lot and of people hurting. And buy that music. Buy my music. Buy his want, music. Let me tell you, that's right. I'm going to tell these people on here, <laughs> don't y'all sit up here and listen to the reverb and not buy me. Y'all better rebuy my boots. <laughs> well, I'm going to actually have you introduce the song. Um, with We're going to play the song as we're going out. So, um mm. Would you like to introduce the song, uh, Butterfly? I mean, Caterpillar. I said Butterfly. Right. The yes, Caterpillar I song. Wrote Caterpillar. I wrote Caterpillar when I was in the eighth grade. I'm not wow. going to tell you where I am now. <laughs> but I wrote it in the eighth grade because I, I used to like to sit on my steps and around the area, there used to be a lot of caterpillars. And I, because I didn't have a lot of friends, I would act like they were little pets. So <laughs> oh, 
I, I, I equated that with my experience of knowing Jesus and how Jesus can change you from a caterpillar to a beautiful butterfly. Yes. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to introduce to you the caterpillar song. Thank you, Dan, so much for joining us. We appreciate you. Thank you. And, um, keep and I doing, love you, Jay. Love you, too. Mm -hmm. I love you, too. And keep mm -hmm. doing your thing. Keep doing your thing. Okay. Thank you guys okay. for tuning in tonight. We are going to end the show with the brand new song from Mr. Dan Kenneth, Verdict Recording Artist, The Cater Caterpillar Song. Make sure you guys tune in next Monday. My co-host, Eli Isabel, will be back in the building. Until then, guys, be blessed and have a great night. And now I can